Welcome to the Leap to Lead podcast. I'm Emily Rogers and I am your host. I'm here to support you to take the leap and lead your life where you want to be. Are you ready to take that leap? Let's get in and hear today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to this really special revisit with the amazing Beth Perry. Now, you might remember Beth and I met a year ago and I had the privilege of interviewing Beth in November last year. And the reason I loved that interview was because Beth is the founder of Energetic Intelligence and how she uses that framework in decision making. And at the time, Beth and her family were about to embark on a massive transition overseas. Now, Beth is a coach. She's got 20 years experience and she's award winning. She's published her book and she is the founder of the Breakthrough Collective. Now, Beth's experience, I find really, really interesting. And we've connected on so many levels about this because I love the way Beth has this amazing framework, energetic intelligence to support her decision making processes. Now, Beth, I know I haven't done you justice, but welcome to this revisit and recap. It's it's a privilege to have you here. Oh, Emily, I'm so glad to be here with you. It's been fantastic to stay connected with you since our last podcast episode where you had me on, um, especially because you are the pro at this whole families, international, ex-parenting, abroad uh, lifestyle. There's just no other way around it. It's, it's an absolute lifestyle change. And yes, we connected around the exact time that my husband and I sold everything. And, uh, last December we made big moves, none of which went as planned by the way. And with our two-year-old in tow and my business, you know, in a backpack, <laughs> my laptop and, and cell phone and off we went. And it's just, I really treasure having, you know, been connected with you over, over the time for the gifts you bring to the world as well. So it means so much to me that you appreciate the work I do as well. Thank you, Beth. Thank you so much. Now I love following you on social media and I have just been watching you going, Oh my God, in moments, because actually things haven't necessarily gone the way that you and your husband planned, have they? No. (laughs) And I have to say, it's been a beautiful experience of going, navigating, feeling like everything was falling apart. And at the same time, witnessing things fall together in a way more beautiful than we could have even planned. Um, So it's, definitely a practicing what I preach type year almost that it's been (laughs) in a very next level way. So thank you for following along on Instagram. And and definitely, I think the, in my stories, I tend to share the, the types of moments that are just, you need to see a video of this dinosaur looking thing that ended up in our backyard or the absolute joy of seeing my, my two-year-old being bilingual and, and almost trilingual now in some ways that, um, it's, where do you want me to start? What it feels most powerful for me to share with you 
Should I just pick up where we left off yeah, on our no, last actually, one? That'd be great because I know you had big plans, you and your husband, and you'd taken some really conscious decision-making processes to get there. But it really, it did kind of get tipped upside down. And not only because of the pandemic, but you know, so many different reasons. So yeah, yeah t give us a bit of, bit of background in terms of, you know, what, what was really powerful for you over the last almost a year? Sure. So we were, we had been following, um, basically our 10 year plan and <laughs> decided to try to, we took, we had some opportunities come up and we looked at each other and kind of said, let's just go for it now. Why wait? And that felt good for both of us, but there were, you know, the decisions we were making, it's, it wasn't off the cuff. I just want to make that, that clear that I think that's part of the reason why some people hear our stories and they're blown away by how fast we made moves. And I know there are some people that, that live in that way all the time, but for our process, it, we, we, it had been a dream for a long time. So we had been painting this vision. And one of those things was that um, we're eligible for Italian citizenship. So we had already hired a legal team, had already started the paperwork. This is, you know, was expected to be about a two-year process. And so the first thing I want to share that I knew at the time, but that I can definitely see more clearly is part of the roller coaster ride when we're making these decisions and changes in our lives is the roller coaster ride of taking a dream off a shelf mm. because dreaming is in my experience almost always a pleasurable experience and even if you imagine the hiccups or what could go wrong a little bit here and there it always ends up romanticized a little bit while it's still a what if, a maybe, a someday. And getting in the reality of making, like putting the house on the market. So selling my car was a really pivotal moment for me because ever since I had first got my license, as the oldest of six kids, it was such a privilege to even just go sit in my car by myself and to know that I could um, get myself somewhere. And so selling my car felt like I was giving something up, but then I had the experience of, I actually don't need my car anymore to have that independence. So there was all these lessons coming in, you know, really quickly. And that's part of, I think the taking the dream and putting it into action. As we start taking those steps, there are so many decisions that, that come up along the way and also so many opportunities for growth. And if we can embrace that, this is the dream, we are living the dream. Yeah. And even if it doesn't go perfectly, I would rather have the real experience of living it than just dreaming it for however many more years. I love that. And you know, it's, it's funny, you talk about the car being so significant for you as a sign of independence. I think living in Asia, that was the thing that frustrated me the most and that I've cherished the most coming back to New Zealand is that I can drive, I've got a car and I've got independence again. So it's funny that you find, you felt that uh, in the same way that I do. It's, it's, 
it's interesting but you know one thing I always share with people is how important it is to be clear on your big why and you and your husband really were clear on your big why and when you say you know we're living our dream even if it doesn't go smoothly it's because you know why you wanted to do it in the first place and that okay it doesn't go smoothly but that's why we're here and I think that's really important um, you know there's definitely been difficult times for you and your husband over the past year or almost year. Yeah, well, the difficult times seemed to start almost right away, to be <laughs> completely honest, um, down to the fact that the Italian citizenship process, we had been expecting that in January, we would be able to be in the final stage. And so our plan was actually to move to Italy. Um, and it had become clear that we were way behind schedule or the, the whole process was just way behind schedule because of everything that was going on in the world. Mm. And in fact, the paperwork is still not complete, um, <laughs> you know, eight months later. Yeah. So I'm glad that we didn't twiddle our thumbs and wait around for paperwork. But in the meantime, we had already made commitments. Uh, like again, the house was already under contract and we had, um, the, sale date and essentially kind of kept trying to make a decision about, well, where should we go then? Yeah. And at that time, we thought maybe just for one to three months, we would go somewhere. And by then, of course, we thought the paperwork would be complete and we'd go to Italy from there. Yes. And so we had chosen, we were looking at Hawaii and then with all of the travel restrictions and actually shutdowns and quarantines that were happening, I was very concerned that we would get stuck there um, without a car, ironically enough, and without anything open and without really having any kind of support system. And the, the, the what ifs became too much to the point that I realized I wasn't going to be able to focus on scaling my business, which was a big part of this lifestyle change was for me to have the opportunity to do more with my business. And I just was not feeling good about the emotional experience I would be setting our family up for, but also me as an individual with that location. And so we went through multiple different locations. And meanwhile, days are ticking by, right? We're getting closer and closer to we have to be out of the house and we're trying to pack. And speaking of decision-making, the way that I had to pack was so different than any time. And I've moved quite a few times over in my life. Yes. This was nothing like it because it wasn't just throw it in a box and get it to the next location. Um, if we run out of time, this was, am I keeping this? Am I selling this? Am I packing this to keep in storage? Am I packing this? in a suitcase that we're going to be carrying all over the world with us, yeah. who knows where, yeah. um, the, the level of decision-making was like a seven step process for everything. And it took me a while to find my rhythm with that. So we were actually late getting out of the house, which was so stressful. And to be honest, uh, I was embarrassed, like, Oh, who do I think I am? I can't even pull off getting out of the house on time. How are we going to pull this lifestyle off? Oh, no. And so really navigating my inner critic, 
but also allowing myself to be human and to ride the roller coaster ride and decide what matters most in this moment, you know, is, is the embarrassment of needing an extra two hours to get out of our house for the deadline. Um, am I going to let that shatter my self-worth on the basically day one of this official journey? Yeah. No, I, that was a, that was a decision in itself. So there's so many layers to decision-making where I feel like when we're intentional in a way that we're not bypassing, like we're not emotionally bypassing our experiences and we're not disconnecting from the discomfort that can arise. Yeah. We're able to make more empowered decisions in general. Yes. Yes. Oh, no, I love that. I love that you didn't let that moment derail everything for you because you know, that's, that's the problem that we do have. And, and, you know, if you're clear on your why and you're clear on what it is you're wanting to do, then you are more empowered to stop those moments derailing you. And um, I think that's really important to, to recognize when you're in those moments as well. Did, did you find power in yourself when you allowed yourself to feel those moments properly? Did you find that gave you a bigger sense of power? Not immediately, <laughs> but yes. And, you know, I think it's when the feelings are really big and when the circumstances, um, they felt big in an exciting way mm. until they felt big in a scary way. And again, there was an ebb and flow with that. But on that particular example, it was, I got in the car with my son and my husband was staying with um, people that had been helping to finish last minute details. And I got on the road and I just let my tears flow. I wasn't sobbing, I wasn't hysterical, but I allowed that release. Like my, my, uh, my two-year-old says, mommy's face is leaking. And that's really all it was, but it was for almost a two and a half hour car ride. It, it, I just let that release happen. And also, you know, one of my favorite reframes is just to ask myself in uncomfortable situations or overwhelming moments, or even, you know, honestly, there are so many moments in the past eight months where it's been, okay, I don't know how to make sense of this and I can't control this, but what I, I the decision, the power that you're asking about, a question that really helps me tap into that more quickly and is to simply ask, how do I want to tell this story? Mm. Do I want to tell the story that we were late moving out and it, it dashed my confidence so much that we just made it to New Hampshire and never left? We made it two hours away and never left? <laughs> or do I want to tell the story that I let myself feel the feelings and fill in the blank. I just, at that point, it's one step at a time, but how's the story? How do you want to tell the story someday and be the, ver be the hero in your own story in that moment? I love that. I love that, that phrase you've just used now, be the hero in that story, in your story, in that moment, because, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's a planned transition with a company or like you and your husband, you're doing it on your own or, you know, you're working in, in um, foreign services. It doesn't matter how your move's happening. Things will always go wrong. I mean, that's just life. 
But if you can take a moment and ask, you know, how am I going to be the hero in the story? Then you do take that power back from the moment and you do take back control. And it is something that you can then take forward, which I think is wonderful. So tell me, Beth, where, where are you now? So we are in Costa Rica now. And I think it was right up until, I mean, we had actually already sold our house. We stayed with um, an aunt and uncle of mine for about two weeks Mm -hmm. and then spent Christmas and New Year's with my sister and her husband out in California. Again, for two weeks, there was a lot of quarantine and travel restrictions going on. So anywhere we went kind of had to be for about two weeks at a time. And we were in California knowing that as much as, you know, my, I do have an absolutely fantastic relationship with my sister that we were there to visit, not to live with them. And it was almost new year's before we actually pulled the trigger on renting a place in Costa Rica and buying the tickets. And then about six days later, we, we were here and we showed up and we had just rented a place for a month. Yeah. And now it's been eight months and we're still here and (laughs) we have moved a couple times. We're in the same neighborhood. We have really developed a sense of community, um, with the, the local people here. Um, we have a sense of belonging. Um, there's some of the things like, what is the food like? We we're navigating the language difference here. The, um, Uh, embracing my Spanish is much better than when we first moved and knowing where to get groceries, knowing how much it costs for X, Y, and Z. We are very off the beaten path here. Mm -hmm. So we're not in a big city learning how to, um, embrace not having access to things like Amazon, for example, um, <laughs> I can't just order something and have it at my doorstep. Yeah. And it's, it's been an absolutely wild ride. I mean, the, the nature, we literally, our backyard is a jungle. My, it's normal for my two-year-old to be like, oh, listen to the monkeys. And there's iguanas that walk through our backyard. We just saw an armadillo the other day for the first time in our backyard. Um, it's, you know, mango season, we could walk out and pick fresh mangoes for breakfast. We are really loving the beautiful surprises that we've had. And it's also something where I've started to figure out, I don't like having to move locations every time, you know, even if it is just a few streets over, it's, it's a lot because it's a big you know, figure, there's a lot of this decision-making that goes on and figuring out the packing, the unpacking, granted, not like when we were packing up our house, but again, I was almost there. The part of the process here of staying in my power is saying, I'm willing to try it. I think I'll be okay. What's the big deal if we move every month or two months or three months to a different house, that sounds easy enough. And realizing, Ooh, that is not actually easy for me. Yeah. That is very overwhelming and being able to hire support to come in and have someone help pack and clean and all of these different things, but also unpack at the new place and yep. taking a day or two off work so I can set up 
okay, where is my new office space going to be? What's the video backdrops that are going to work? How well, how well does the internet work in this corner of the house? What is the lighting like at different times of day? All of these things that I have to, or that are, I feel are important for me to figure out about a new location. Even if it's a new house right across the street, maybe the whole community isn't different, but my environment has changed again. And just realizing my central nervous system is happier when I have a certain amount of certainty, I guess. <laughs> and and I'm yeah. learning, I'm learning what that threshold is for myself in a different way, because I am not risk averse. I, I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so there's that, mm-hmm. uh, but on top of it, the travel and, and the willingness, the, the fact that this is an exciting lifestyle for my husband and I to choose. Yes. Um, I know that's not for everybody. So it's, it's almost this duality to it where I'm like, yeah, I'll sell everything and move across the country, but I don't want to have to pack my office up every four weeks. That's too much. So it's (laughs) giving myself permission to have my quirks and to know what my, what are my hotspots or what are my buttons or what are the things that make me feel worried or stressed or unsafe? And, and then I can make a plan or make a decision on, okay, how am I going to support myself through that instead of making myself wrong? Mm. Mm. No, it's really interesting because we all have different, as you said, thresholds, but different things that do press our buttons and, and having that level of self-awareness when you're going internationally is huge because you can moderate and, and mediate those experiences for yourself if you know what they are, which is, is sometimes quite challenging. But in terms of you as a family, have you, have you, what sort of impact have you noticed as a family on, on your experience following your dreams? So it has been the best of times and the worst of times in the past eight months. Um, it's, you know, me noticing my triggers is one thing, but also my husband noticing his and adapting to, um, kind of like him finding his rhythm and ways to pursue his own um, passions. So he had gone from working, you know, 40 hours a week, uh, a job he had been at for 20 something years to what am I doing with myself? And the goal was not that he, um, we just decided we wanted geographical freedom in our and, and to make money doing things that we love to do. Mm. And he has been a musician for years. That's not what his job was. And so watching him explore this side of himself and seeing him start to make money at it and seeing him push himself and challenge himself and find fulfillment in, in something he's an expert at something he's like, it's his zone of genius. Absolutely. But also, I should say, and also, not but also, <laughs> and also seeing him navigate his resistance of that or us learning how to communicate, this is a button for me, or I need this to, to be, to feel good or to feel okay in this place because it's just the three of us, right? My husband, um, our, our two-year-old son and myself, we yes, we have friends here, but it's very different than being able to call up, you know, grandma to come over and babysit 
for a date night or having my sister and her kids um, right down the street. You know, it's there's a different level of maintaining our independence while also being able to depend on each other in a deeper way, I guess, is how I, I can explain it now. But at times it has felt almost overwhelming. Like we haven't gotten cabin fever with each other necessarily, but it's just the, the two of us kind of without it. We, I think at one point we both felt like neither one of us was ever getting a break and not from each other, but from constantly having to figure things out. And so ultimately like navigating those pieces where now we're in, a, we have found a really beautiful flow in that, you know, he's at the beach with my son now and tomorrow um, I'll, I'll have Jackson while Jake goes to play volleyball or if there's kids that, you know, are at the beach and I can jump in and play volleyball too, or we'll tag each other in and out of beach volleyball. It's like a thing. It's a, it's a thing that we've found two or three times a week feels really good for us yeah. as a family to tag. Like I'd say we, we use the phrase a lot, like tag me out. I need <laughs> tag me out, tag me out or tag me in. Um, yeah. And finding, finding fun ways to communicate about it instead of waiting until we're at a breaking point is, yeah. you know, I think that's good advice no matter where you live in, yeah. in relationship stuff. And the more intense situations we're in, sometimes that breaking point can feel like it snuck up on you and yeah. just taking personal responsibility and how we communicate with each other and apologizing if we do lose our cool or taking responsibility for, for when we aren't doing, um, communicating the best we can, you know, it's, yeah. it's a real powerful, it has been a very powerful le uh, lesson mm -hmm. and opportunity for, for intimacy in our, in our relationship. And I'm really glad that we have the level of commitment to each other that we have. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important, Beth. I think what you're saying there is, you know, it cuts to, to the heart of when you're moving abroad. I mean, my husband and I, for the last two years, we've, we've moved, uh, for the last 12 years, we've moved every two years and we've just celebrated 14 years of marriage. And, you know, one of the things we think is that, you know, when we talk about it and reflect, having to move so regularly and only having each other to rely on has probably made our marriage stronger in so many ways and I'm not saying by any means it's perfect don't get me wrong but you know you you do have to rely on each other and you have to grow as a couple as well and I think that's really important that you're recognizing that so early in your experience abroad well my background in my trainings in relationship coaching might help to a certain degree but it's also, I'm, I'm not here to coach my husband. And so it's about having, I do think that it's the a definition of intimacy. I really love is when you think of it as into me, see, mm. and also, like I said, our commitment, you talked about it earlier. And in so many of our conversations about when you have that big, why mm. like us figuring it out is not it's not negotiable. It's not an option. We're not, you know, we don't threaten each other. It's like, 
we have the absolute shared commitment to figuring it out, no matter what it in air quotes might be at any given moment. That being said, one of the most really exciting breakthroughs I feel like I've witnessed in our relationship is kind of identifying that we do really well in crisis situations. Mm. I mean, I, the moments where passports have gone missing or when we're going to miss a flight and da, 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 and it's, you know, 5 million miles to the gate and who's getting the luggage, who's getting the kid, who's running to try to hold it, like, tra like travel crises, but also, you know, making big money decisions or having things not go perfectly. Again, living abroad, there have been certain accounts that we didn't realize we had to sign some paperwork to have access to certain things that we ended up having. Um, one of us had to fly home to put a wet signature on something so that our plans could move forward. I mean, there have been some really big hiccups around not knowing everything about this. And, and I don't think any of us can know everything about the plan that we have, whether it's a business plan or a relationship plan or a family plan or an, a travel plan. They like, they just don't always work out, yeah. but realizing like, whoa, we do really well in a crisis situation, mm -hmm. this, and actually my husband was the one that pointed this out to me. Um, because we went home for a visit, we had to do a visa reset mm -hmm. and decided, well, why not go home? And we'll, we had everything planned out <laughs> as we do <laughs> for a three week visit. And I was going to be launching, I was going to be launching my podcast that, on that visit. And we had uh, lodging set up and we had transportation lined up and literally everything fell apart then too. Yeah. In It's almost comical looking back the person that came to pick us up lost their keys. And it was one of those things where we had specifically said, I think we should just hire someone to pick us up, but no, no, this person really wanted to, but now we're stranded at the airport after a really long, like almost 15 hours of travel again with luggage, two-year-old, and we're in the cold. Our lodging plans totally fell through. So we ended up having to move I think it was 12 times we had stayed in between hotels, Airbnbs, um, and like my parents' house and different, it was 12 or 14 different times we had moved in three weeks Yeah, and we got home and the baby had gotten sick. So we, we got home and by the, by home now, I mean, Costa Rica, yeah. when we got back here, Jake and I, he took a deep breath and he was like, kind of like gave me a high five and a hug and like, a can we sleep for a week straight? Holy cow. We did that. And he looked at me and he said, we are so good in crisis. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and I said, and I'd really like to get better at thriving when it's not a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, we just, I connected and he was like, yeah, cause we are every time that from little things to big things, when, when stuff really hits the fan, mm. we, it, it draws us closer. And I don't want to depend on crisis to be close to my husband yeah. and, and to feel excited about what we're doing. And that was a really huge breakthrough for us to be, now we get to be intentional about it. Yes. 
I th- I, you, as you're telling that story, Beth, I, I had this cringing look on my face, which no one can see, but I, I, it resonates. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but no, absolutely. There's, there's one thing about crisis and you know when you live abroad, there are going to be moments of crisis. It's just a given. But there's one thing to, to be in the crisis. But then, as you said, to, to thrive when it's a, a normal life as well is, is so different. And, you know, to be able to harness that energy and create that energy and connection is, is important. And to try and find ways to do that is important. And, um, you know, hats off to you guys because it's not been an easy ride for you. Yeah, you've mentioned your business a couple of times. How, how have you managed to juggle moving abroad, living abroad and running your business at the same time? Hmm. Well, I think one of the most important and honest parts of behind the scenes is that as an entrepreneur, really giving myself permission to be human, to adjust and to not make myself wrong for needing to adjust for my own health or sanity. Um, and, and honestly, looking at, we had that really tight deadline I had shared with you about getting, uh, making a decision and moving somewhere right after New Year's because I had put a launch for my signature program on the calendar for January 12th. And I had put that launch in my calendar as a commitment both to myself and as a deadline for the fact that we had to make a decision. And I feel like when there's some kind of deadline, it, it helps keep the urgency alive without unnecessary pressure, right? Like it's not false pressure. There really is urgency. Mm. And I'm glad that we had that launch on the calendar because it did support our decision-making process. And we arrived, um, before that January 12th. But what, again, I didn't know the amount of emotional, the, the emotional toll, I guess that first of all, being a guest in someone else's house, even though it was very generous, um, and lovely accommodations that both my aunt and uncle and my sister and her husband had offered us. I was like, I'm 40. I felt like I just spent the last couple of months couch surfing and not, we weren't on their couches exactly, but that inner critic, right. That, that self-judgment. And also I'm an ambivert, which means I come across as very extroverted, but I recover like an introvert. So even just not having the amount of alone time I need for my optimal performance as a human being means there was no way I was it would have been good for me to push through a January 12th launch. So I delayed that. And in the meantime, experienced Costa Rica, it's such an incredible place in the world where we ended up again, the whole concept of things fell together. Mm. I thought they had fallen apart, but it really provided this way that they fell together in a way that's been more beautiful than I could have anticipated. And one of the it's just been somewhat of a spiritual awakening that I've had. Um, and it's a blue zone here. I believe there's only five or so in the world. And what that means is that it's a place where people live longer and happier lives, um, healthier. There's so many 
philosophies and, and theories about why that is my personal experience here. And again, I believe it's because I've been on a spiritual journey, a personal growth journey for as long as I can remember. It's been, I think since I was a little kid, but why, what is the meaning of life? Why do people do this? Why is that called that? And you know, how do these things work together? But with that being said, whether it was my willingness, my openness, my availability to it, a combination of the, the following our dream, the, the all the different things. Mm. I ended up really taking a couple weeks of just paying attention to myself and the, you know, I had these incredible opportunities and, and experiences that I, you, I could not have planned it. I could not have written the story that well. Mm. Um, <laughs> but because I gave myself space from my business, like I was still serving my current clients, but I, I had this connection to, oh, I think I want to go even bigger and what I have planned isn't going to allow that. Mm. So I actually spent the next first six weeks where I thought I was going to be launching something brand new, mm. um, upgrading my entire business plan before I launched. So, and getting myself into alignment to serve in a bigger way and to have this sense of focus and clarity, which are two really important ingredients for living in your power is to have clarity and to stay focused on it mm. and navigating, making these big decisions as I felt my own personal power and, and connection to myself and what I really wanted expanding on massive levels mm. very, very quickly. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, we all know that moving abroad changes you. We all know that you are not going to be the same person, but really opening yourself up to the experience and the way you have and allowing yourself to reconnect with yourself as a different person, it does create a sense of personal power. I love the way you phrase that, you know, that having, having focus and clarity becomes your, your personal power because I think a lot of us, many, many women in particular, when we move, we give up a lot. You know, you, you have your business and you're an entrepreneur, you're moving with your business, but a lot of women give up a career to follow their, their partner abroad and they lose focus and clarity and then they lose self-confidence and then they lose their personal power. And it's so, so sad to see. But then if you can understand, if you reconnect with yourself and you can bring yourself back to the forefront in the way that you have done, Beth. I think it's really, really important thing to share and for other people to hopefully learn from as well. Well, I hope it does help. And I wouldn't dare put words in my husband's mouth. <laughs> None of us would do but that. What I, can, what I can confidently repeat of, of what he has vocalized and shared and, and witnessing his process of him finding himself as well, which I guess I alluded to earlier mm -hmm. and both of us re uh, calibrating for lack of better word to who are we as individuals and also who are we in relationship to each other as husband and wife, as parents. Um, and you know, there's still day-to-day -day things that need to be taken care of, right? Like taking the trash out, 
cooking, um, <laughs> like making money still has to happen. Yeah. So, you know, giving ourselves permission to follow this, but, you know, you talked about the example of how so often it's the wife giving their job up. I think what's really important if anybody's in that position, or even if they, they, you know, raise your hand and kind of be like, Ooh, that sounds like me. I was the one that gave up my career. Mm. If you can take your power back in the fact that that was a choice Mm. and whatever the, you know, if you're, if you have it coming up as a future thing, reminding like this is, this is a choice I'm making and communicate with your partner that this is, you know, how can you be in your power making this change? How can you be in partnership with, um, the person that you're making this decision with so that it's not one person's sacrifice and another person's gain. Mm. If, if it's someone listening that has lived through it in that way to, you know, how do you want to tell the story? It's not, we can't, I'm not talking about changing the facts. I'm definitely someone, you know, especially as a, um, a mentor in the online space. Um, I, I believe transparency, honesty, and full integrity in telling the truth. I am not saying, fake a story or make a story up, but giving yourself power in what meaning are you giving to that chapter in your life? Mm -hmm. And there is always a way that you can take your power back. Um, if you have, if you felt like you gave it away, because my husband learning how to take something that he loves and not have pressure to have to have it make money, but to be curious about, like, he wasn't following me. This was our dream. Mm. And we always thought it would be look different than it ended up, but we changed the plan together. Yeah. And being able to remind each other about that, because there is a recalibration that happens to who you are as an individual, Mm. even if you're not an expert, Pat, like, even if you don't live abroad, if you travel, um, even if you do a road trip, there's different accents, there's different smells, there's different foods, there's different experiences. It gets you out of your day-to-day norm. Like I believe travel is absolutely, um, it it can, it can catalyze transformation because it, it, you unplug from the, the autopilot that we can all get sucked into. And then when you go to plug back into your life, it's like, well, how do I plug back in without going? I, I, the plug has changed a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how do we make that a good thing? Because it's true. Like I have changed my business. Um, I really get, spent the time to upgrade myself. And then I have spent the past few months upgrading my business. And I am so excited about the, the, the vision um, that I'm holding the, the clients that have been coming into my world and saying yes to this. There's really a sense of like a movement starting mm-hmm. behind um, people taking ownership for their self-mastery, their emotional intelligence. And, you know, I bring it together with human design and my signature process is synthetic intelligence. And it's looking at these key areas like, like spiritual, your physical, your mental, your emotional, your behavioral and your relational sides of yourself, we all have access Mm. to intelligence from these six key areas. And it's about understanding how to recognize Mm. the information that's always coming through and always available for each one of us. How do we interpret it? And then how do we 
um, activate, cultivate, and elevate how we're using that in our lives. So I know I just used a lot of big words there, but I know your audience is really intelligent and can follow me on that. But it is, it's about, there's a lot of big things that we have access to all of us um, all the time. It's just like, I'm learning Spanish um, because I'm using it more down here. It's just about using our, 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 um, using all of these, these things that we have in our day-to-day lives and recognizing the powerful lessons and, and, um, guidance that we have so that we can make these decisions from a really empowered place and being deliberate. Yeah. I love that. I really love that. You and your husband and your, and your son, you've had such an interesting year is there one piece of advice you'd give to other people right now if they're thinking about making a move hmm i put you on the spot sorry (laughs) i'm no i have i have an idea for this okay so here's one thing i would offer is can i give two yeah, you can give two. I'll let you have, I'll let you have two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I would say, it would be to connect with people who are at least a little bit further ahead in, in the experience that you're looking to create for yourself. So if someone is thinking about making a move, like obviously you're an incredible resource. Um, it's not my focus with my business, but it is the lifestyle I'm living. So people are more than welcome to follow me on social media and, and take whatever inspires them or not from it, or someone, you know, look around. There are people that will be the perfect fit for what they're looking for. That would be number one, really important thing. And then the second thing would be to stay connected to themselves in the present moment, like start strengthening that practice in their life. One of the, um, experiences I offer my clients is to tap into their sensuality. And I don't mean sexuality in this, but use the power of your sensuality to come into the moment. So what are you looking at? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? What is the feel of your clothes or the feel of wind on your skin or sunlight on your skin? Um, and, and really using, what are you hearing, right? Like using all five of your senses, if you can do this 30 seconds worth, right? Like okay, this is where I am. It brings you back into your body. And in more difficult moments, you can even use a favorite memory and imagine like a sunset is a really, it's one of my favorite things to do down here is watch the sunset over the beach. So that would be an example of a favorite memory I would go to is I'm, when I'm watching, when I'm in that moment, I do my best to intentionally notice What am I smelling, hearing, feeling, um, take like using all five of my senses. And then when I need a moment to go back to that place that feels calm and peaceful and safe, it takes, if you just, I mean, obviously if you're listening to this and you're driving or something or walking in a busy street, do not close your eyes. But if you're, if you have the luxury of just closing your eyes, and taking three deep breaths and painting that picture in your head of a powerful memory, a positive memory, a feel good memory to bring yourself into that moment by using all of your senses. Then what happens is when you 
open your eyes or come come back to your current moment as overwhelming or scary as it might feel you're in the moment and you will have calmed your central nervous system down enough to be like okay i've got this yeah yeah so it's a very somatic like tangible exercise that that hopefully empowers your listeners to stay grounded in themselves as they make these decisions because when we make decisions from completely like on a high of like oh my god this is the best ever this is going to be amazing yeah that doesn't always work out so well either <laughs> you're gonna, um, you're gonna be we, faced with disappointment <laughs> and we but we also don't we also don't want to make the really big decisions from a place of fear or no. disappointment or um you know oh my gosh this isn't working like yeah. i think da, 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 da. like here's how i'm gonna try to fix it it's like yeah take a few deep breaths tap into all of your scent, like use your five senses right now in this moment and then see how you feel. Like then proceed with caution. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Beth. I love that. And that's a really great tip um, for anyone listening to this right now because there are, there are always going to be tough times. It's, it's a fact of life. There are always going to be tough times. So if you've got a, a technique that helps you reground so you can move forward and do the next right thing, I think that's really important. Is there anything else that you wanted to share today, Beth, that we haven't covered? I have, I don't think so. I showed up with no agenda other than to enjoy your company and allow you to lead me on a conversation that would best serve your audience. It's, it's truly a pleasure to connect with you and know you. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing from anyone that listens to this, that I guess that would be my only request is to offer an invitation that if you've listened to this and something about what Emily and I talked about hit you in, in a, like if it hit your heart in some way, if it landed with you to just let us know, you can tag either one of us on um, social media. You can find me at Beth Perry official and Emily, I don't want to mess yours up, but that would be where I'd love to leave it is an invitation to stay connected if this has resonated. And I think that's really important, Beth. Um, I will put all of our contact details in the show notes as well. So if anyone's looking to connect with Beth or myself, you can find them in the show notes. But thank you, Beth. It's been such a privilege again to uh, connect with you and to share with you. And, and I just love the way you approach life and um, the decisions that you, you've, you have been taking. And I don't doubt uh, we will reconnect again and revisit where you get to. Um, so thank you so much for your time, for your energy and for sharing so much wisdom, wisdom with us today. I appreciate being here. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. <laughs>